ऑल इंडिया रेडियो विस्पर्स ऑफ द विंड ऑल इंडिया रेडियो इन कोलैबोरेशन विद विज्ञान प्रसार प्रेजेंट साइंस सीरियल विस्पर्स ऑफ द विंड बेस्ड ऑन अंडरस्टैंडिंग एंड मैनेजिंग क्लाइमेट चेंज एंड ग्लोबल वार्मिंग लेट्स लिसन टू द एपिसोड नंबर 50 टाइटल्ड कार्बन टैक्स एंड फॉसिल फ्यूल हर्षा आई हैव हर्ड इन द रेडियो Today the temperature soared 44 degrees Celsius. My God, Benny, 44 degrees? Yes. Have you heard it correctly? <laughs> yes, my dear. Not only has that forecast for heat waves have been sounded, the temperature may go high as 47 degrees. You know, God, how will we survive? Oh. We will just get perish in the heat. That's right, Benny. We have no electricity to run a fan. Even the wells are drying up. Soon there will be no water to drink or bath. Yes, that's true. Our luck is really bad. Very bad. But did you notice one thing, Harsha? What's that? In our childhood, temperature didn't so that high, but recently Exactly, Benny. For the last few years, it has become unbearable. So true. What may be the cause? <laughs> pollution, dear, pollution. You are right, Benny. Yesterday I was listening to a program on global warming on radio. Really? There the experts were discussing something like carbon pollution, greenhouse gases and so on. Hmm, that's mean it's a global problem. Hey, have you noticed what? Simran has not come yet. Yes. It's it's already 7 p.m. What's make her late so much? Um I heard her brother is not well maybe because of him. Hmm. Then let's get up. Let's go to her house. Maybe she is in trouble. We can help her at least. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come. Simran, Simran, are you at home? Simran, what happened, Simran? Why you haven't come into this gathering? Simran, you look down, dear. Has anything happened to you, Simran? <laughs> Simran what happened why are you crying my brother passed away what 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 did you say your brother mani he passed away oh my god yes yes he is no more with us simran simran but how benny was telling us that he was not well yes for a couple of months He was complaining of breathing troubles. We went to the local health center of the village. Doctor told us that he was suffering from acute lung disease and advised to do pulmonary function test. But you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, I understand. I know nearest hospital is around 60 miles away in the town. Right. Doctor told us the test is not possible here. So we hired a car to send him to hospital. But in the meanwhile, but what, 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 Simran? But the problem intensified in the morning, and he started to gasp. Oh, oh God! What a pain that was. He kept trickling for the air. We lifted him in the car and started to move to the hospital. But barely we had gone ten miles. Simran, he breathed his last on my lap. Oh, <laughs> Simran, cool down, cool down, my friend, cool down. Be strong, Simran. We all understand your grief. 
doctor told us severe pollution might be the cause and you know money worked out in sponge iron factory outside the village if the factory had an efficient pollution control system then my brother might not die in this way <laughs> that's true but what can we do you know last month local heads of our village mm-hmm. sent a letter to the panchayat office about these factories but they flatly expressed their inability to b- to to what benny to to control such factories but for now let's remain with simran we can discuss all these things tomorrow true everything will be fine Oh my god it is so hot i can't bear it any longer what to do neeta we are on a survey based project on pollution and global warming and came to this village for carrying out our household survey so we have to go to each and every house yes it was your plan you first submitted a proposal to carry out a household survey to know what the villagers side of the story story is it a story yes then what it is what they say about air pollution global warming and climate change neeta Don't talk nonsense. What else I can do? Sir has told us to do a project on carbon footprint, pollution and global warming on the special paper of social geography. Would it be possible to gain this experience without the household survey? Yes, Simran, you are right and I'm just Hey, shh. Sir is coming. Hey students, what are you doing? I hope the survey is complete, huh? Yes, sir. Okay, how many houses you have covered altogether? Uh sir, almost 50 houses. Very good, Neeta. Okay. Now tell me about your findings. Sir, out of 50 houses, 45 houses have no gas for cooking. Again, out of these 45 houses, 30 use coal as cooking fuel. Rest use wood fire. What about the rest five? Uh, sir i'll tell you these five house owners are comparatively rich they manage gas cylinders i see and what about electricity nil nil yes nearest electric pole is about 40 miles away in kumarpara village that is the last village in the district that is electrified hmm but do they not use solar power very few sir only five rich people installed solar panel and batteries in their house oh They light two bulbs and two fans at the night. The fans run continuously for 5 hours. I see. Sir, I have a question. <laughs> yes, Simran. Uh come on. What is your question? Sir, from the survey it is clear that most of the houses burn coal or wood to meet their energy demand. And we all know such fuels pour out a lot of greenhouse gases. My question is, does that mean those houses are loading more carbon into the atmosphere? Uh Simran Hmm. partly yes okay uh, you know coal not only produces carbon dioxide gas but also loads the air with a lot of carbon particles while carbon dioxide contributes in global warming carbon particles are notorious for health mm-hmm. uh but sir uh, with the every increasing global population and technology the demand for energy is rising every day Does that increasing energy demand have a negative impact on global climate? That's a good question, Neeta. Recent studies by international energy agencies reveal that it might not be true. Not true? But why, sir? Uh, well, to understand this, you have to learn what the modern energy is. Modern energy? What does it mean, sir? Energy is eternal as far as I know. 
No, no, Simran. Modern energy means the energy derived by harnessing the natural resources in a less polluting way, mm-hmm. uh, such as cooking on coal fire versus gas ovens. While both are using natural resources for the same purpose, technology increases the efficiency while limiting the emissions and pollution in the later case. Now I get you, sir. Does this have the health benefits too, especially in the global scenario? Sure. But how can we measure it? After all, health is not measurable commodity. This is done in a different way, dear. Estimates of the current health impacts of household pollution are based on the effects of solid fuel dependency today, whereas future estimates are based on the detailed excess scenarios and account for forecasted demographic change and trends in background diseases and mortality levels, as estimated by the World Health Organization. You know, in 2005, total deaths attributed to solid fuel combustion in traditional stoves were about 2.2 million, and more than 41.6 million disability-adjusted life years were lost. Thank you, sir. You explained in a nice way. You're welcome, Nita. But what government can do to check such emissions? Uh, Nita, government can do many things. They can. enact rules to force the companies to comply with the emission norms and to implement for pollution control devices sir i have heard something called carbon taxes you are right simran mm-hmm. carbon tax is a fee imposed on burning of fossil fuels with the aim of reducing and eventually eliminating the use of fossil fuels whose combustion is destabilize and destroying our climate in other words it forces the users of carbon fuels to pay for the climate damage caused by releasing carbon dioxide into the atmosphere oh if set high enough it becomes a powerful monetary disincentive that motivates and switches to clean energy across the economy simply by making it more economical rewarding to move to non carbon fuels and energy efficiency Sir, then that means it is a form of carbon pricing. Yes, that's true. Okay. Sir, do we have this carbon tax here in India? Certainly. On July first, two thousand ten, India introduced a nationwide carbon tax of fifty rupees per ton of coal, both produced and imported into India, with an aim to reduce the amount of carbon dioxide released per unit of gross domestic product by twenty-five percent from two thousand five. levels by 2020 currently the carbon tax stands at rupees 400 per ton how carbon tax is levied well simran it is a type of indirect tax as opposed to direct tax it is also called a price instrument since it sets a price for carbon dioxide emissions in economic theory pollution is considered a negative externality a negative effect on the party not directly involved in a transaction which results in a market failure to confront parties with the issue the economist arthur pigo proposed taxing the hydrocarbon fuels which were the source of the negative externality that is carbon dioxide so as to accurately reflect the cost of the goods production to society thereby internalizing the cost associated with the goods production A tax on negative externality is called a Pigovian tax and should equal the 
marginal damage cost uh, and sir uh, what about the other countries well neeta other countries have also their carbon taxes and in some these are more complicated complicated okay. sir how well simran when first introduced industrialists in many countries including ours opposed the tax as they feared it would negatively affect the business by rising the market price and inflation oh in the us the issue has gone to such an extent that the environmentalist had organized a national movement called citizens climate lobby to create support across parties to put a national price on carbon oh my god yeah okay sir what is that seems like milestone it's probably marks the place where somebody died i think simran is right something is engraved on it uh, read it read it if you can i'm not carrying S- my specs sir it is written that the plaque is erected in the memory of those villagers who died due to pollution and ill treatment oh my god it is ridiculous i have never seen something like this look look a local farmer is passing by let's ask him about it hey do you hear me yeah yeah this side this side uh, s- sir i are you asking me yes yes uh, namaskar namaskar what is your name My, my name is Arafat sir i am a farmer of this village oh good 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 can you tell me what happened here that's a very sad event sir for the last few years several villagers died of respiratory problems so so some environment friendly youths erected this stone in their memories oh i see but why sir There are several sponge iron and asbestos factories outside this village. Many villagers work there, but those factories do not pay heed to emission control norms. We've seen thick black smoke billowing out of their chimneys. Due to prolonged inhaling, some workers developed respiratory diseases. To make the matter worse, there is no hospital in the locality. The only primary health center is virtually a crippled one because of lack of electricity. No diagnostic tests, scans, x-ray can be done here. As a result, most of the diseases remain untreated. Last year, 3 persons died due to this. That's really sad. But who erected this stone? Sir, there are some learned youths in this village. They told us that these factories emit carbon particles and carbon dioxide along with some other poisonous gases. Mm. These gases pollute the atmosphere on the one hand. and contribute to global warming on the other they also tend to change the climatic pattern so they erected this stone in the memory of the deceased and as a token of protest against the pollution this is sad and unique at the same time okay uh, let's move uh, goodbye arafat goodbye uh, thank you arafat bye 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 you welcome goodbye let's goodbye The poorest countries are characterized by very limited access to modern, cleaner and affordable energy options. In addition, the majority of developing countries are characterized by inequitable access to cleaner energy options, where the rural poor suffer similar deprivations. Over 3 billion people cook and heat their homes with solid fuels in low efficiency stoves. Oh uh, yes sir, you're right. In India the major reason for this inaccessibility to the energy sources is due to the financial condition of the poor people coupled with the fact that there exists a perpetual demand supply gap in this overpopulated country 
To address this problem, United Nations developed a United Nations Development Programme, commonly called UNDP, having participants from the member countries. Under this programme, United Nations extend monetary and other related amenities to the developing and underdeveloped countries to help them to get rid of these agonies. One such issue under UNDP is the access to modern energy, carbon emissions and pollution. Uh, well, tomorrow both of you shall come with me to a UNDP conference where I am a speaker. Okay sir, we'll be there. Yeah, then see you tomorrow. Bye. See you sir, thank you. Respected spokesperson of the member states, I welcome in this session of the Energy Meet. As you all know, the main theme of this discussion is the lowering the carbon dioxide emissions in the developing countries. On behalf of India, we have Ms. Pamela Chohan, who has earned great respect for her work at India's subsector of UNDP. She will now Acquaint us with some of the works that India is doing in the energy subsector to make clean energy accessible to all. Ms. Pamela, please. Thank you, sir. UNDP's partnership with the Ministry of New and Renewable Energy dates back to 1994. Since then, we are working together to identify and pilot renewable energy technologies and to expand energy access in off-grid communities, finding and supporting business models that promote renewable energy technologies has also been a high priority. Very good, Ms. Pamela. Uh, can you please highlight the initiatives that you have taken for our countrymen in a chronological way? Yes, sir. Sure. Why not? UNDP's projects with the Ministry of New and Renewable Energy include First, optimizing development of small hydro resources in hilly region of India from 1994 to 2003. Second, development of high-rate biomethanation process as means of reducing GHG emissions from 1994 to 2004. Third, Decentralized energy system for the integrated development of Komna Block, Nuapara District, Odisha from 1999 to 2002. Fourth, demonstration of community-based solar energy for sustainable development from 1999 to 2002. Fifth, energy services for rural industrialization in Angara Block, Ranchi from 1999 to 2002. Sixth, Renewable energy for rural livelihood from 2003 to 2008. Seventh, global solar water heater project from 2009 to 2012. And eighth, access to clean energy from 2009 to 2012. Thank you. Very well, very well said. UNDP India is doing a nice job. What about the current jobs, Ms. Pamela? Sir, our current focus is on green energy segment. In this sector, we have undertaken the following jobs. First, removal of barriers to biomass power generation in India from 2007 to 2016. Second, market development and promotion of 
solar concentrator based process heat applications in India India CSH from 2012 to 2017 third increasing access to renewable energy for micro enterprises in rural India from 2014 to 2017 thank you thank you very much well well this is our plan i mean your plan <laughs> or better to say UNDP's plan yes sir but what is the indian government is thinking about it regarding the green energy segment uh, miss pamela we have heard that the majority of the indians still rely on the solid fuel for cooking and have no access to the cleaner fuel yes sir this is true over 800 million people that is 75% of the rural households and 22% of the urban households still rely on solid fuels for cooking and heating oh despite aggressive policies of subsidize and expand lpg access in the last two decades only 12% of rural households who are in the highest income quintile use lpg looking forward the ministry of new and renewable energy of the government of india has launched a, a new initiative on biomass cook stoves the goal of the program is to sell 150 million stoves in 10 years excellent under this initiative a series of pilot scale projects are envisaged using several existing commercially available and better cook stoves and different grades of processed biomass fuel sir nice job indeed thank you sir but how do you achieve this after all this should be a very tough one isn't it yes sir you're right but through a concrete and well structured plan we have achieved the progress in the solar water heater subsector where the market size triple this has been achieved through a combination of financial incentives customer education training of equipments installers and strengthening municipal capacities options for low cost solar power remote locations have also been demonstrated mm. and of course by imposing a carbon tax brilliant <laughs> you really need to be appreciated miss pamela thank you sir we are now eager to hear about your future plans i mean to say what the undp and the ministry are going to do in near future through their strategic partnership venture to control carbon dioxide emissions sir under its ongoing partnership with the ministry of new and renewable energy UNDP will help to reduce carbon dioxide emission by first developing pilots on solar thermal and waste to energy in support of smart cities and access to clean energy second by strengthening capacities in MNRE institutions including the National Institute of Solar Energy by establishing solar concentrator test centers and training scientists on testing protocols mm. third so by identifying technology packages for renewable energy based rural livelihoods and enterprises and demonstrate them as viable business models in assam orissa and madhya pradesh and uh, fourth sir by supporting biomass power investment projects to strengthen the tail end of the electricity grid and promoting sustainable business models sir well done well done well done india you are really going well and have done nice work for the citizens of india 
I must congratulate both the ministry and the UNDP India chapter for this progress. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Now, I will come to Iran to hear their ventures. Iran, please get ready. Harsha Didi, Harsha Didi. Arafat, what happened? Do you see all this work in the factories hmm. and the white-clothed gentlemen supervising the work? Who are they? What is going to happen there? Ah, Rafat, they are from Pollution Control Board. Pollution Control Board. What are what are they doing here? Have you not heard anything, Rafat? What? Government has decided to force every factory to install emission control devices and check air pollution. Ha! Huh, really? Yes, my dear. Government has announced that everybody should breathe clean air and use clean energy. Fantastic! Really? Then I'll not have to cough by inhaling black smoke. <laughs> yes, these people are devices to check emission. Just wait for a few more days, and after that, look, 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 look! Benny is running. Huh? Hey, Benny! Why are you running? Chacha, chacha. Chacha, no more black smokes. Huh. No more breathing troubles. I'm going to give the news to to the others on the field, Chacha. Wonderful. No more black smokes. Okay, okay. Go fast. Go fast. It's really good news. <laughs> but I am thinking of all those who died due to this pollution. True. Had they been alive today, just imagine how much delighted they would have been by seeing all of this. Yes, yes, of course. I have also heard Arafat that the government has increased the carbon tax. Is it? I heard what you said. Harsha, that's a good step. You know, it may slightly increase the fuel price but will put a pressure on these companies to shift to renewable energy ah, sources. Right. <laughs> this will drastically scale down the pollution. Yay! And prevent climate change too. Look, Last year, we did not get enough rains to water our fields. Hmm. As a result, much of my crop died right away. Chacha. I've heard that pollution and global warming is at the root of this climate change. But now the things are going to change, Chacha. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Whispers of the Wind You were listening to the 50th episode of the Science Serial produced by All India Radio in collaboration with Vigyan Prasad, titled Carbon Tax and Fossil Fuel. This episode was written by Shri Kostov Chaudhary. Coordinators were Dr. Nakul Parashar and Dr. Birendra Kumar Tyagi. This episode was directed by Kajal Suri, presented by Dilip Jha and assisted by Neha Tuk. Participants were Nikhil Diwan, Manoj Mayankar, Vatsla, Manal Saeed and Divya Parashar. Hey listeners, please stay with us. Here are two questions for you. The lucky winners will get attractive prizes from Vigyan Prasar. The first question is, what is carbon tax? And the second question is, what are its benefits? You can send your answers by simple post. Our address is Science Serial, Whispers of the Wind, Director Vigyan Prasar, A50, Institutional Area, Sector 62, Noida, 201309. You can also write on our email ID, radio at vigyanprasar. Dot .gov.in dot Please do write or mail us your full name, age, 
address and profession. If associated with Science Club, do let us know the membership of your club. If you have any query or question, don't hesitate to write to us. Goodbye.